0: Good morning, and welcome all of you to Gateway. We're so glad that you're here with us, especially if it's your first time. We're glad that you're able to join us, and uh, we're glad that everybody's here, whether you're in person or online. Uh, We're glad that you joined us to worship this morning. Hey, it's uh, Family Sunday. We do these once, or every time there's a fifth Sunday in a month. Uh, We like to have our kids in here with us, and uh, depending on where you're at with your kids, you either love a fifth Sunday or you hate a fifth Sunday, so... Uh, but we're all in it together this morning. Uh, you know, l- the last time Luke tried to lead worship, I believe it was not a family Sunday, and he tried to pull student minister and worship leader duty, and it didn't work out so well. So we're, uh, we're, we're going much better this morning uh, with him just having the one thing. You know, the past couple weeks, we have been trying to prepare our hearts for what's coming next week when we start this Pray for One series that we've kind of been talking about. And this pray for one, it's going to be our focus for the rest of this year. and really, we hope that it's going to change the way that we look at evangelism and the way that we pray uh, for, for the rest, for not just this year, but for forever. We're looking not for the fad diet, We're looking for the lifestyle change when it comes to how we walk with the Lord. But before we get to next week, we wanted to take one more week to prepare our hearts. And prepare us for this pray for one launch we're really excited about it we want to to kind of prepare ourselves even more for it uh, starting next week now this morning i want to start out with a question and a lot of times i can be uh, i can ask a funny question at the beginning and i've been known to be sarcastic but i want to start out with a serious question this morning and that is how is your soul How is your soul this morning? When you come here, do you feel refreshed and ready to tackle the world? Or do you feel like you could have gotten an extra three hours of sleep? Or do you feel like you walked in here this morning with the weight of the world on your shoulders? Is your soul just tired and worn out this morning? I don't know about you, but there are days where my soul just feels run down. Like it's had too much. And it's not a lack of sleep, it's not a physical exhaustion, it's that my soul is just overwhelmed. The sum of all of the burdens that, that we heap upon our shoulders, it just feels heavier some days than others. And sometimes that leaves our souls just feeling tired. In 1901, an American doctor named John Harvey Gerdner, he coined the term New York-itis to describe an illness that has symptoms that included edginess, quick movements, and impulsiveness. And at that time, he said it was a disease which affects a large percentage of the inhabitants of Manhattan Island. But did you catch the year on that? In 1901, he diagnosed this. And now we sit here, 120 years later, and Toto, well, we aren't in Manhattan anymore. Dr. Gerdner was describing a world that is long gone, a world without the internet, without high-speed cars and other technological advances. There was no social media, these things that inform everything that we do. And if New York-itis is what Gerdner observed more than 120 years ago, then what would he say about us today? We live in a world that is oversaturated and overstimulated. I mean, there is just a lot of information flowing around out there. There are a lot of people saying a lot of things. Somehow, we are communicating less while saying more at the same time. And in addition to whatever duties that we might have at our job or as a spouse or a parent, Many of us have decided we're going to take up, uh, take up research and be experts in a range of fields from theology to pathology to political science. Sometimes it feels like we're just living in a world full of Cousin Eddie's, right? There is just a lot going on in our world today. And I shudder to think what Dr. Gerdner would say about us if he were here today. You know, last year I began to understand what a tired soul can look like. There are times when you just feel like you are on overload. There is too much information, you've got too many responsibilities, too many calendar entries, maybe you can relate with me. For for me, I, I began to realize my need to pull back on things a little bit when I would have instances where my wife Ashley would tell me things and I wouldn't even remember her saying it in the first place. My mind had so much going on inside of it that I couldn't even stop to listen to my wife. And at first, you might think that I'm just getting old. And yes, I am just getting, I'm getting old. I turned 38 this week. So that is happening. That is old for some and young for others. But we won't tell who the difference is for different people. But this was different than hearing it and forgetting. See, when you you start to get older, you, you hear it, but you forget it. This was different. This was not even listening to it and storing it away in the first place. It was like it had never happened. And it was then that I started taking a look at my life and the information that I was consuming. How much useless information was coming in each day? How much useless information was I consuming every day that was blocking out the important stuff, that was pushing out the stuff that really mattered? And now you might think of useless information as the latest player on your football team to test positive for COVID, or maybe what your friend Nancy had for dinner last night. But I think you could also argue that useless information might be the the news events that occur halfway across our country, or the arguments that you get into with people that you've never met and you never will. How much of our focus, how much of our soul are we sacrificing on stuff that doesn't actually matter? And perhaps I stand here this morning and I'm the only one that's ever dealt with this. And that, if that's the case, well, welcome to my therapy session. You're stuck here. But I suspect not. Or maybe you come here this morning and your soul is tired for a different reason. Your soul is tired from the storms that you've been weathering lately and frequently. Contrary to the belief of some, we, ha- we can be given more than we can handle And you come here this morning and you're about to the breaking point. You're about to that point of it's too much, God. Maybe you feel like David in Psalm 143 when he cries out, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my pleas for mercy. In your faithfulness, answer me. In your righteousness. Have you ever felt like that in your time with God? Have you ever called out to God like that? Please just hear me, God. David continues in verse 3. It says for the enemy has pursued my soul he has crushed my life to the ground he has made me sit in darkness like those long dead therefore my spirit faints within me and my heart within me is appalled i remember the days of old i meditate on all that you have done i ponder the work of your hands i stretch my hands out to you my soul thirsts for you like a parched land my soul thirsts for you god Many of us come here this morning with a soul that is thirsting for God. We are struggling under the burdens that we are trying to carry. We feel crushed by the enemy. There are times that we really can be given more than we can handle. But we're given that because it makes us realize how weak we are and how strong He is and how much we need our God. And then there are times that we give ourselves more than we can now. We are the ones that that heap on the burdens. We have the, the scheduling entries. We put too much on our plates. And in both cases, it's a reminder that we must decrease so that the Spirit of God living inside of us can increase. And that means that sometimes your heart needs to move back home. As the great philosopher and shoe tapper Dorothy Gale once said, there's no place like home. And yes, that's two Wizard of Oz references in the first 10 minutes. I didn't even watch it this week. It just happened that way. Whether it's returning to the place that you grew up or coming home from a long business trip, our heart is just happier when we're home. Our home is a place of solace where we can relax and unwind, where we can just be ourselves returning to your childhood home can bring back happy memories of those that you might have lost Bring back nostalgia you look at the tree that you fell out of and broke your arm or you look at a certain part this used to be my room you remember the things that are long forgotten there's just something different about being at home and for us as christ followers the same is true In the midst of the chaos chaos of our lives, there truly is no place like home, just dwelling in the presence of our Lord. When we take the time to block out the distractions of the world and just spend time being with God, it can be so good for a tired soul. You know, the concepts of of meditation and and monasticism, they're not something we really talk about much about mostly because they are typically practiced and taught by those in other religions and no i'm not going to encourage anybody to become a monk this week uh, and and change your life completely but taking the time to slow down and focus on god and his word can help us refocus and refresh ourselves in a big way and it was practiced by people all throughout the bible people like moses and david and john the baptist and even jesus Now we may not think of it, when we read through and and see these guys doing this, we may not think of it as meditation, but all of these examples are times when these, these people would take time to isolate themselves and just dwell with God. In his book, The Deeply Formed Life, Patrick Rich Velotus," he, d- he discusses the virtue of silent prayer where you don't say anything in your time with God, but rather just spend time in communion with Him. I don't know if your prayer life looks like mine, but a lot of the times I do most of the talking. God, help me with this. God, heal this person. God, help me through this. There's not a lot of talking or silence. There's not, t- not a lot of time for God to do anything. It's just me the whole time. But in silent prayer, you take yourself away from the excitement and the overstimulation of the world, and you just spend quiet time with God. Just spend time in His presence. Block out the world and just spend time with God instead. And so where is your heart dwelling right now? Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So where are you seeking your treasure right now? Where is your heart dwelling Sometimes it's time for your heart to move back home. When all of the gaps in our day are spent catching up on social media or the events of the world, we leave our si- ourselves no time to relax and recharge. We're always feeding our brain something. And as a result, our brain is just never turned off. It's constantly working. It's constantly going. And this affects our soul because we just keep piling burden upon burden on ourselves, whether they belong to us or not. And we never simply just spend time in the presence of the Lord. Our souls never truly find any rest. Of course our souls are tired. Of course they're worn down. I'm reminded of the story of two sisters preparing for the arrival of Jesus at their house in Luke chapter 10. One of them, Martha, she's running around frantically, trying desperately to get things in order. I don't know if your mom was like mine, but you had to plan in advance like a week for a friend to come over so she could clean the house first, right? Many a time, a young son has gotten in trouble with his mother because he didn't warn her first. It was just the surprise pop-in. That was the worst thing you could do to your mom, right? And this, so Martha, she's running around because Jesus has done the surprise pop-in, and now Martha's running around trying to get everything ready for Jesus. But her sister Mary, she sits with Jesus and just listens to his teachings and you might expect that jesus would rebuke mary and say you're being lazy you got to help your sister come on you got to help her out you you can't just leave her hanging like that but instead jesus says martha martha you are anxious and troubled about many things but one thing is necessary anybody ever feel anxious and troubled about many things Jesus says, Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. She's not caught up in all of these things. She's just spending time with me. And while we're not able to sit at the feet of Jesus, we have been gifted someone just as great as Him. The Holy Spirit has been given to all that call upon the name of Jesus, yet we often refuse to take advantage of that. Yet we often refuse to call on Him. We often refuse to just rest in the presence of the Spirit of the Lord. And when we find ourselves overwhelmed by life or crushed by the enemy, sometimes it's time for our heart to move back home. And once we get back home, sometimes we need to let Jesus take the wheel. And Carrie Underwood is flowing through your head right now, and that was on purpose. I got you. You know, King David, he was known for a lot of things during his lifetime, and he is certainly one of the heroes of the Old Testament. He defeated a giant. He rode in and defeated a giant that nobody else would even stand up to, not even the king. He led Israel through many military victories. You know, God loves David so much, and David was such a faithful servant to him. It's amazing to read through the history of the kings of Israel and see times where these kings would do evil in the eyes of the Lord. They would lead the whole nation away from God. Yet, God loved David so much that even generations later, He would say, I'm not going to destroy you because of my promise to my servant, David. That's how close they were. Generations later, Israel was saved because of David. He was the greatest king that the nation of Israel ever knew, or has ever known, And his psalms are powerful. They're raw examples of what it looks like to be a man after God's own heart. I've been going through the psalms of David recently, and one thing that I'm struck by is David's dependence on God for everything. For justice, to to work things out, to go before him. Time and time again, his prayer is that God would silence his enemies, that, that God would bring down those who persecute him, that stand in his way, that speak against him. And even when you look at when David defeated Goliath, it wasn't David's confidence in his own abilities that led him into battle. It was his confidence in God that allowed him to run in and know that he was going to come away victorious that day. And I think we can learn a lot from David in our lives today as well. Sometimes it's time for us to do and say less and just let Jesus take the wheel instead. As Christ followers, we have been called to be lovers of others, not judges of them. And so let us focus less on the actions of others and more on the salvation of them. Let us not get tied up in the things that have little to do with us and instead find rest in the Spirit of the Lord. So this morning, do you feel weary? Does your soul need rest? Then rest and let the Spirit of God go before you. Stop getting involved in things that you can't control or don't involve you. I love what David says in Psalm 131. He says, "O oh Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. Friends, avoid getting caught up in the ways of the world and just rest with the Spirit. Calm and quiet your soul by resting with the Lord. Let Jesus take the wheel and carry your burdens. He told us that he, we can rely upon Him for rest. In Matthew 11, Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For a long time, I've read that verse. And my response in my prayer life was to unload it all on Jesus. Jesus, please help me with this. Please help me with this. Please help me with this. I mean, I've done a lot of the talking and a lot of asking of God because of that verse. And certainly... We are to cast our anxieties and cares upon Him. But I also think that verse is an invitation to just sit and rest in the Spirit of the Lord. Give our burdens over to Him. Take His yoke upon us and just rest. Step away from the world and into communion with our Savior Jesus. Let Jesus take care of the burdens of the world so you can focus on filling up your spirit. Instead of getting caught up on things that are too great or marvelous for us, we can instead focus on filling up our spirit through time with the Lord. And so to talk a little bit more about filling up our spirit this morning, I've asked my team to come and help me out this morning. I got Piper and Aubrey and Luke. They're going to come. I love Family Sundays because they don't have anything better to do. And so instead of just sitting on their phone, I can actually ask them uh, to come and help me. They don't really actually do that. They're actually pretty cool. But they're going to come this morning and they're going to help us talk a little bit more uh, with the help of you all, uh, help us talk a little bit more about filling up on the Spirit.
1: All right, so we're talking about the Holy Spirit, and the Bible talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit, and when it uses that word filled, it's talking about being constantly filled, being filled over and over and over again. So we're going to hopefully do something here that kind of helps with understanding that. So we're going to need some help. We need three people, I'm going to let Piper and Luke decide, because my kids are back in class, so I can't pick on any of them, so I'm going to... Okay, Henry, help me remember which, still will, Blake, Blake, sorry, Blake, who, Walker, okay, all right, so who do you want to go first, all right, Henry, you're going to come over here by me, all right, Henry, can you tell the audience what this is? a sponge oh. oh that's actually perfect <laughs> does that sponge seem like it could do anything to clean something oh yes it does <laughs> look what just happened to it what happened it broke. it broke it crumbled apart let's look let's look at that
0: it's pretty crusty after i cleaned my tub with it last week <laughs> just, uh, let it do sit out you
1: think that be what you want to clean with these kids are killing me. First <laughs> service, first service. It was the same thing. All right, so let's look out at the audience here. This probably is not the one you'd want to clean with. First of all, it's crumbling apart. It's kind of gross. Um, let's let me just rub it on your hand, see how it feels. Okay, does that feel good? Oh, what's it feel like? It feels kind of dirty, dirty mm. and <laughs> messy. Messy. What's it hard. feel like? Like hard, oh yeah, scratchy which one would you hard. Use hard yeah this is hard so go ahead though and let's just try maybe to get some of our window clean a little bit oh it's just crumbling apart okay. no, yeah oh, nope. you, Dad, you got oh nice break. try nice <laughs> try you can kind of stand over here for a minute <laughs> okay so this sponge is hard and this sponge kind of represents our heart when our heart's hard toward god Okay, we're not filled with the spirit and we're just kind of hard and kind of crumbling apart, aren't we? All right, so now I'm gonna read this verse from Ezekiel 36, 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. So the good news is that this can change. It doesn't have to stay hard. Okay, Blake, you ready? So tell the audience what this is. It's a sponge. Another sponge. Okay, how does it feel? spongy, spongy. How would you describe it? Um, it's, it's squishy and it's kind of like memory foam. Squishy, kind of like memory foam. That's a really good definition. Okay. Do you think that would maybe help? I mean, is it wet? Could it clean something? It's not wet. wet. Okay. Well, let's, let's give it a little Holy Spirit here. Just a little little squirt (laughs) of the Holy Spirit. You needed some, too. <laughs> All right, so we're going to try and see if this one would maybe kind of just start down here in the corner. Would it clean a little bit? Maybe a little bit. Okay, that's good. That's good. So what do you see left behind there? Um, a little bit of dirt. Yeah, and, right there. So there's still some dirt and grime left behind. So you can go ahead and come over here. Thank you, thank you. All right, so <clears throat> what we are finding is that the crumbly hard sponge is not going to work. The one with just a little bit of water is not going to work either. Romans 8, 2 says, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So we need his Spirit to be filling us over and over again. So now, this is the real test. Why don't you tell everybody what this is? It's also a sponge. Another sponge. Okay, hold it up so they can see. Turn toward them. Okay, squish it. What's it feel like? Soft. Is it wet? No, not yet. Okay, so he said not yet. (laughs) He is ready. All right, so this sponge still probably wouldn't do a great job of cleaning unless it's filled also. So let's go over here and let's get some Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, activate.
0: For those that can't see in the back, we have uh, the Holy Spirit in the bucket here. They say not to put God in a box, but we try to put the Holy (laughs) Spirit in a bucket this morning. Yeah.
1: All right, see if that would help clean this junk of the world off here. Oh, what do you see? did It did. <laughs> don't you love when you get like middle schoolers up it did <laughs> all right so we still see a little bit left there maybe a little grime show yeah we got to go and fill ourselves up again fill ourselves up maybe get rid of that dirt and grime maybe hold it over the tub there squeeze it out a little bit there you go it's kind of clean again fresh start filled with water okay let's try again Oh, even better. That is great. All right. So what we want to remember is that we can't just go once to the Holy Spirit, but we need to be going continually, filling ourselves with the Spirit daily. Let's give our boys a round of applause. You all can go back to your seats. Thank you. You all can go back to your seats. Good job, guys. So let me ask someone, maybe someone different out in the audience, if I were to take that sponge that cleaned that window and did such a great job getting all that junk off and put it on the shelf, would it stay wet? No. What would happen after I just left it on the shelf, say, for a couple of months? Dry out. It would be dry and we'd be back to the same situation we were again. So that's why we need to make sure we are continually filling ourselves with the Holy Spirit. Just like a sponge isn't going to do its job, we can't be as useful in God's kingdom if we aren't filling ourselves up again with the Spirit. Hey, and real quick, Miss Aubrey, what, what are good examples of junk, like all the junk that we just washed away? But what in the world is an example, a worldly example of junk? <sighs> Plastic in the ocean is, yes, but I'm talking <laughs> That's a good answer. I, I'm just thinking more of like, for example, like social media. Would that be considered junk of the world? Something that takes time. Wait, what else? Anybody else got some ideas? What is it? <laughs> Fake news. Yeah, news. Yes, the news. Yes, I would agree with you there. Anybody else? What about video games? Oh yeah, I, yeah. I saw that Eli's like little face right there. <laughs> Eli Yankees, like yeah, that's right. Okay, well, those are just things that we wanted you guys to think about.
0: You know, sometimes, uh, you as adults, we're like, preach. And then sometimes, like, as, like, teenagers, they say something like that. You're like, stop preaching. You're going to get my video games taken away from me. (laughs) At least you were here when we we said these things. Other times, we do these things in secret with your parents, and you have no idea. Uh, You know, uh, we do that, and... Oftentimes, just like a sponge would sit on the shelf and just dry out. And then, you know, like that first one, it would just crumble away. It doesn't do its job anymore. And the same can be true of us. You know, that's the way we would get. We may not get crusty, but a lot of times we fall apart when we dry out, when we're not continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know, that resting with the Spirit, we're talking about that this morning, but it doesn't mean doing nothing. Like that second one, it doesn't mean that you fill up once and then you just sit. It doesn't mean putting forth no effort. It means changing your effort. Instead of filling your life with the trivial things of this world, with the junk of this world, let us fill ourselves over and over again with the Spirit and let the Spirit then flow through us. It means that we should always walk with the Spirit. When we dwell with the Lord and we find rest, allowing the Spirit to guide us, we can walk by the Spirit and allow Him to naturally flow out of our lives. In John 7, Jesus is talking about the Spirit, and He says, whoever believes in Me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Just naturally, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. When we believe and walk by the Spirit, the ways of Jesus, the love of Jesus, will flow out of us naturally naturally. Or as a wise Jedi master once said, there is no try. And yes, I know that's only half the quote, but I didn't, it didn't make sense to use Yoda's full quote. So you got half of it this morning. The Apostle Paul tells us in Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Many of us have heard that, that verse many times. And because of the way that we are, then we're tempted to, to try and show those in order to prove our Christianity. If I want to be considered a Christian, man, I, I have to show love, and I have to show joy in, in all things. I had to have a peace about me. I had to have patience. That's impossible if you're a parent. Uh, I, I had to show kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And if I don't show those things, well, then I must not be a Christian. I must be failing at life because I'm not doing these things. But here's the thing. Our focus shouldn't be on trying to be all of those things. Eventually, you're going to fail. You're going to flame out on it because you're trying so hard. If we live by the Spirit, if we keep in step with the Spirit, these things will naturally flow out of our lives. Have you ever tried to grow herbs or tomatoes or a garden at home? You know, for a few years, uh, Ashley and I tried to grow a variety of herbs, things like mint or thyme or cilantro. Uh, we also tried tomatoes. And man, let me tell you, it's crazy how bad two educated people with college degrees can be at growing herbs. I, I don't know if this is you, but but I am awful at this. And this is why it was a few years ago and not last year, because I just gave up finally. I was like, Ashley, this is a waste of time and money. And one of my biggest issues with gardening uh, stems from... Like, in in life, I just generally think that more is better. Yes, I would like seconds. Yes, I would like a refill. Yes, I would like these things. You know, and in gardening, that's not that great of a thing. More is not always better when it comes to gardening. More is not always better in a lot of things in life. But in gardening, that is true. And so here's what happens. Here's how that manifests when I'm trying to grow herbs. I pour in too much water. I think, the more water, the more it'll grow. This will be great. Just keep filling it up. I also struggle with patience. I don't know if you struggle with patience, but I struggle with patience again in many areas of life, but especially with gardening. Because I water it and then I come out the next day and I expect it to have grown more and it doesn't. In fact, it looks worse sometimes. I think, well, I guess I have to water it again, right? More the more the better. And when I don't see results, I water it again. I'm trying as hard as I can to make these plants grow, to do whatever I can. I'm trying so hard, but all I'm doing is choking out my plants. Friends, we need to stop choking out our plants as Christ followers. We can try over and over again to be these things so people will know that I'm a Christian. I want people, I want to prove to people that I am a Christian, and so I'm going to do the fruits of the Spirit. And so so, too often we focus so hard on trying to be a Christian that it just leaves us feeling ragged and tired. We get to the end of the day and you go, I can't do it anymore. I'm trying so hard to do this right. I can't do it anymore. And that's what Paul was actually originally trying to guard the Galatians about in this passage He said, no longer do you have to wear yourself down trying to follow the law. Nobody can do that. It's impossible to follow the law to completion. He said, no longer are you under the strenuous law, the strenuous pressure of the law. Now you are led by the Spirit, and you have been called to freedom from all of that pressure. You don't have to be anymore. You just have to be with the Spirit. You don't have to do all those things because Jesus has already done it. All we have been called to do as Christ followers is to walk with the Spirit. And as we prepare for this upcoming year and this push to pray for one, we have to remember that while we may plant the seeds, God is the one who does the growth. If we pull back and dwell with the Lord, spending more time in communion with Him and just being with Him, if we let Jesus take over and go before us, allowing Him to fight our battles, if we walk by the Spirit and allow the fruit of the Spirit and the living water to naturally flow out of that relationship, then the seeds that we plant will be Spirit-led and we can allow God to take care of the growth. I want to finish this morning with Paul's prayer for the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 3. He says, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Friends, there's times where we just come to the end of the day and we're just tired. We put so many burdens on us And though we have the Spirit within us, though we have a relationship with Jesus, even as Christians, we're still trying to do so much. We're trying to take care of the things that we should be allowing the Spirit to do. As Christ followers, we all have the Spirit living within us. And so let's just live and rest in the Spirit and let Him naturally flow out of our lives. Let's pray. Father God, we come here this morning and it's just our nature to try and take control of things, to try to take control of our lives and the things we do. It's a temptation of ours to, to, to try to do as much as we can to prove to other people that we're your followers. But I hope we see here this morning... That you have called us to rest. You have called us to dwell in your presence. You've called us to walk with the Spirit and let the fruit of the Spirit just come flowing naturally out of our lives. So Father, this morning, if we come here weary, if we come broken and crushed by the enemy, I pray that we would throw out the things of this world, the things that we distract ourselves with, the things that don't ultimately matter. Throw out the junk of this world. Instead, fill ourselves continually with Your Spirit, knowing that when we do, we can find rest. And by doing less, more can be done by You. Father, we thank You so much for Your Spirit. We thank You that Jesus went to the cross to defeat to defeat all of us, the sin in the world, to defeat the grave so that we could spend eternity with you, that we could have an eternal hope that extends beyond this world. And we thank you that once he, once he ascended to heaven, we were all gifted with your, with your Holy Spirit, that you live inside in each, of each one of us. I pray that we never take that for granted. I pray that we would always know that your spirit is living inside of us, if only we would let him take the lead. You have given us this marvelous choice of free will. I pray that we would not use that freedom for earthly things, but we'd use that freedom to let the spirit flow out of us. Father, we thank you so much for your love that you sent your son Jesus to die for each and every one of us, for this entire world, that none of us would perish, that all of us could have eternal life. We thank you for your grace that allows us to be a part of what you're doing in this kingdom that allows us to have eternal life that allows us to have a relationship with you. And we thank you for your son Jesus who though he knew what was before him though he knew what he would endure he knew it was the only way to save each and every one of us. And he went to the cross for each of us. We thank you for Jesus. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've come this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus already, I hope you would change that this morning. Jesus is the King of our lives. He is the Lord. He, he, he should be the Lord of all that we do because He went to the cross for each of us. Our sin and our sin deserves death. The wages of our sin is Death. We were dead in our sin, but while we were dead in our sin, God said, I'm sending my Son to save you. He went to the cross for all of us, even before we knew Him. But now He says, come and see. Come and follow me because I am the only way to the Father. I am the way to the truth and the life. Come follow me. So if you're not doing that this morning, if you've not made that decision to make Him the King of your life, you're not following Him with all of your being, then I ask that you would make a change this morning. You may have walked in your old self. You can walk out a new creation in Christ this morning by coming and saying, I want to be baptized into the waters and come out a new creation in Christ. And we will all celebrate with you. If you have a decision to make, it's the greatest decision you could ever make. And I'll be right down front. I'd love to talk to you about it. If you need prayer this morning, if you come this morning, you are ragged and tired. You are weary. Your soul is exhausted. You're barely hanging on. Whether it's because you're so busy or because life has just been really hard lately, man, I would love to pray with you and just bring God into your situation this morning. He has gifted us this gift of prayer. We should use it. and Lift up whatever we're going through right now to Him. So I'll be right down front. If you have a decision to make, or you just need prayer this morning. I'll be right down front. I'd love to talk to you. But I ask that we all stand and sing our final song together.